the Russian podcast. And he said, well, the plumber's coming in the morning. Welcome to the Russian Pod. Today, we're talking about 2019 Russian films. So Ryan was watching trailers yesterday of all of the Russian movies that came out in 2019. Started in January. Just went down the list. And he kept turning to me from from his computer being like, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? It was crazy. Tell me about your favorite one. Favorite one. Oh, goodness. I mean, this the, the problem is there's so many genres of favorite, right? There's, like, movies I'd want to watch, favorite, mm-hmm. and there's, like, movies I'd never want to watch, which are my favorites. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Movies you never want to watch. Let's hear that. All right, here we go. Let's go with uh, the one called Sober Driver. You want to read <laughs> this Russian word, two words for me here? And what does that actually translate to? Sober Driver. All right, so it's the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what I wrote down. Sexist joke, uh, another sexist joke, a drunk joke, a rich person joke, and now a girl. Here's the story. Girl wakes up blackout drunk after being driven home by a rich Uber, let's take an Uber for rich people, but she doesn't understand if they fucked or not, and then they end up fucking. So that's... <laughs> that's the description of the movie that you got? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was the sexist joke? Oh, it was like, girl doesn't understand how to drive, girl doesn't understand directions, and it was like, a ditzy drunk girl, and then it was like, a rich drunk man doesn't understand social situations. And... I'm sorry, who was the sober driver then? Uh, he was, a uh, just like a normal Russian young kid who would, came to Moscow, I'm, I'm assuming Moscow, to, to find money, and he didn't, and then he ran into this guy who, like, runs this rich person Uber situation. Uh, yeah. Great. That sounds like a mm-hmm. movie I would never want to watch. Yeah, I would exactly. also never, I would never want to watch that. Favorite. Okay, so, we all vote no on this movie. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, so uh, I'm going to go hit YouTube up because I think there's a full movie. On... There's a full movie on YouTube? <laughs> oh, the whole, the whole movie? I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. To... I'm going to just start at the beginning of the list because I, I'm just going to go real quick here. Uh, the first one is called The Snow Queen Mirrorlands. Uh, Any guesses on what parallel American movie they might be trying to make there, anybody? No. An ice... Queen. The Frozen? Yes. What? It's a animated Frozen the, show. The Frozen? Yeah. <laughs> the next movie, Sheep and Wolves Wait a second. 2. Oh, I, would like, I would like to yeah. hear more about The Frozen. The no, frozen. I'm sorry. I wish I could. It's literally just Frozen with more animals. That's all I wrote down, guys. <laughs> all right? That's all it is. <laughs> so there were a lot of animals? No, there were just like four. But way more than Frozen, and from my experience with Frozen. Frozen had a reindeer. And a snowman. And a snowman. Were we counting snowmen? Is there no. any in... Okay. No. Just ice. No, no, I have a description right here. Because of the recent actions of the Snow Queen, Harold almost <laughs> lost his family. First of all, the character names are Harold, Gerda, uh, none of those are Russian names. But it says that the main heroine is held by trolls. And pirates to accomplish her mission. This is like a mashup of every <laughs> like su- successful franchise that ever was. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> there's some boarding. There's a boarding school aspect to this yeah. too. So mm-hmm. it's like Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the, the Frozen stuff. But no, it looked exactly like Frozen. Okay. Yeah. So I it's mean, like it's Frozen with animals, right? So. And Harry Potter. And Harry Potter. And Harry Potter. Mixed there was a bit of a Harry Potter situation. I'll give you that. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There were a lot of animated movies in the beginning of the year for uh, Russia. I would say all of them had a American equivalent. And we're going to get to one of them, which was, I think all of our listeners should go out and search the trailer for, because it's astonishing what they were able to do in this trailer. We'll, we'll get to it. Okay. Uh, the next one movie is called Sheep and Wolves 2, Pig Deal. Wait, repeat yeah. that. <laughs> Sheep and Wolves 2, Pig Deal. So it's a second movie, I assume, based on two in the name of it. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, okay. So it was successful enough that they made the second. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to pronounce the Russian name for 
Yeah. Volki i ovce. Hot svinjoj. Is there like a better translation than... Than what I said in yeah. English? Yeah. Well, the first part is correct. It's wolves and sheep. But hot svinjoj is the type of... It's kind of like in chess you would say hot kanyom, which is moved by a horse. This is moved by a pig. Let me actually look up if it means something. So there's wordplay going on here. I think so. But so, I'm going to look it up. Not to spoil what the word she's probably going to understand here in a minute, but I wrote down simply Zootopia with cannibalism. <laughs> what? Great. It's basically coyote versus roadrunner situation for the whole movie. Right, right. And it's like all the animals banding together to outsmart Zootopia, this wolf. Zootopia with cannibalism. All right, yeah. next movie. See, I've, I've already <laughs> nailed it, guys. You should have you should have pitched all of these movies. Oh, no, I could have never come up with these ideas. There's such a mash of, like, everything. <laughs> yeah. That you're like, oh, yeah, I could have come up with that, but who would have thought adding teamwork to, like, the Three Little Piggies story would have been a $45 million hit in the box office? Not me. Wait, how much did it make? I think the highest grossing movie was, like, $60 million. Um, So this one probably only made, like, 4 or $5 million. Okay. It made $155 million rubles. Uh-huh. So Divided sixty like rubles million. by four, four dollar. So, so yeah, ten, ten to fifteen. Mm-hmm. But their budget was twice as much. Ooh, good idea. Yeah. Bad execution. Yeah, yeah. But to read you what the movie is about, it's a united town of sheep and wolves live peacefully until two unexpected guests appear: Arctic fox. And a tiny sheep. No one knew that they were going to bring a deathly danger. That's it. There's <laughs> nothing about the pig. But there's a pig on the trailer. Yeah, on the poster. poster yeah. uh, one thing that uh, you're all going to have to understand about every description we read to you for these Russian movies. Here's, here's the format for the paragraph of the blog. The, you know, the, the plot line. The it, blog line? Yeah. It, it essentially says, here's where it's happening. Here's who it's happening to. Here's what they're going to try and do to solve the problem. Here's the problem that happened because of their solution. Okay, now here's a completely different plot line, <laughs> and that's what the movie's about. It sneaks up on you in the very end. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Basically, you read the description, and it's like, it takes place in the house, an old house that is by the sea. And you're like, okay, I guess like this is maybe a romance or mystery, maybe. And the woman tries to reconnect with her father, uh, but her father is really distant. So it continues on, and you're like, okay, maybe drama. And then the last sentence is like, the father of a woman turns into a werewolf, and she has to battle <laughs> evil spirits to figure out how to take back the family. And you're like, what? So then how would a romance start? Like a description of a romance start? It so like- will start with where it takes place. Mm-hmm. A okay. description of the house. A long description of the house. And then it will tell you <laughs> where the house is located, whether it's next to a forest or a crowded city. But it sounds like it needs to be like just a tiny bit misleading. So you can't tell the genre <laughs> by the way. Yeah, it's like they realize they can't release the plot line or no one's going to want to watch the film because you've already, you know, done it in three minutes. And so like, well, we'll just find some other aspect of the movie to kind of really focus on, and then... Like, the real estate yeah. aspect mm-hmm. of it. That's This sounds like my essays in high school. If I didn't <laughs> read the book, and I was like, read the first page, and I was like, oh, it takes place <laughs> in the a symbolism village. with the clouds in the opening really sets the tone <laughs> And then for... my friend finally called me back and told me what the book is about, and my last sentence is about, like, oh, the king killed the queen, and now uh, they're trying to solve the problem. <laughs> That's what they all read like. All right. Uh, it moves very quickly away from, uh, again, I'm just going in. I went in order from January to about mid, mid-year. mid We're not going to be able to go too far. The third movie is called Save Leningrad. And I wrote down here Titanic with war and more peasants. <laughs> Pretty much. And I'm assuming not in the ocean. No, it's in like a... <laughs> Set a ferry crossing a, a river trying to save people from, oh, really? from ah, this, I okay. believe Stalingrad, the fall of Stalingrad. Spasti mm-hmm. Leningrad. So save Leningrad is the right. And Leningrad, for listeners who don't know, that's, uh, that's St. Petersburg. It used to be called after Lenin, now it's named after Peter the Great. 
I assume pretty soon it's going to be Putingrad. Mm-hmm. I think that's inevitable. Okay. Well, and, and Spastilingrad is about World War II, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. And the next movie is called uh, Quiet Comes of the Dawn. Rasvet. Rasvet, which means sunrise. So this is a this is a horror film, gonna be super. It's scary. a horror film yeah. called Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Or what? Oh. You said Quiet Comes the Dawn. Quiet Comes the Dawn, indeed. Yeah, not uh, conventionally how we name <laughs> horror movies in the U.S. That does that mm-hmm. sounds like a a coming of age story. Yeah. About like a young girl who discovers the power within. Well, that's probably the description and... on Wikipedia, and then it ends with <laughs> oh, and evil spirits, and then she gets everyone. a chainsaw <laughs> to the neck. I wrote down uh, Silent Hill, but the environment is just regular Russia. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's just happening in everyday Are Russia. Are you saying that this horror movie is just documentary about Russian? If, sil- if a slight Silent Hill event happened, that's what it would look like. You know, like 28 d- days later could be like a documentary of like Britain being hit with a zombie disease. Mm-hmm. You've got your parallel here. The- so what's the uh-huh. paranormal in it? She basically runs into... Things living in houses, and they were they were just like creepy people. I would I would describe them as like the ring esque looking. Okay. Uh, multiple scenarios, mostly jump scares. Mm. Very dark filming. I would I would recommend it if anyone's looking. If if you're short on thriller jump scare movies in English, uh, give, I would give this a shot. Hmm. The trailer looks scary. How did they describe the houses in the log line? Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a picturesque. Lake slash river, so it was moving water. It, it was a gorgeous shot. <laughs> there are so many houses. So uh, the next movie is called The Factory. Um, Let me guess, this is uh, a musical. There are no musicals in Russia. <laughs> there are really, there are literally no musicals in Russia. I haven't really seen the. Well, I, I mean, I think in, a, in a way that makes sense, but also like it's just. Such a popular drama, mm. such a popular genre. You think they would have? And by the way, Putin loves cats. He even <laughs> sat down with Andrew Wood Weber, Weber and <laughs> for an interview. He flew him in to talk to him because Putin loves cats. So I wonder how a cats movie is going to do in Russia. Actually, well, Putin's just going to watch it over and over and over. And over considering again. how little drugs I think Putin does, I don't think he's going to enjoy it at all. He loves the source material. <laughs> All no. the way to be more offended. No. Uh, this movie is called Zavot Factory. This one is like an action adventure film. Uh, I didn't spend much time on this one because it looked really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> the plot line was hard to follow. Somehow the oligarch owner of the factory... Uh, was running out of money and he didn't get paid and so the workers like kidnapped him in order to keep the factory going because they wanted their job but it doesn't really make sense because like if you're working your job but no one's paying you why are you doing right it doesn't matter they they <laughs> barricaded themselves in the factory until some mercenaries show up to try and save the oligarch so that they can get paid none of it makes sense uh basically just a big shooting feel-good story about teamwork. Shooting feel-good story? Yeah. yeah. Shooting feel-good story. We have a lot of yeah. shooting feel-good stories. Oh, okay. We kind of do, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Um, so who wins in the end? The factory workers? Right? Yeah, it's gotta be the factory workers. Okay. For sure. <laughs> the next one is uh, How I Became a Russian. This one was filmed in joint with China. Hmm. It was written by both a Russian and a Chinese. Yes. It was written, it was filmed, it took both locations uh, in Russia and China. There was one other... Oh, the actor. The main actor was uh, Russian, and the, I, don't know, I think the main actress was Chinese. But somehow, in the trailer, it managed to be the most overtly racist thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, <laughs> they were making fun of both races by both parties, making fun of both the other person... And themselves. It was, it was strange to witness. That's pretty impressive, yeah. honestly. You're not racist if you're racist towards both races? Hmm? Kind no. of, yeah. I, I mean, guess. if they're <laughs> equal opportunity racist? <laughs> yeah. Okay. How did that movie do? Yeah. Uh, terribly. I, I believe it did terribly. Yeah. In Russia or in China? In Russia. I didn't okay. check China. 
But the Russians didn't like it. Somebody must have liked it, right? So the budget of this movie was $5 million. Uh, it's a hundred minutes long. And in China box office, it made $1,200,000. Worldwide box office was $30 million. And by worldwide, I assume it just in Russia. Russia. And yeah. And, and uh, one guy in his basement in like, <laughs> middle America who just loves and everything Russian and Chinese. Yeah, just a film buff. So they lost $2 million. Next movie. Moving on. It was called Breakaway. I recommend this movie for anyone who feels like they really want to go to a movie theater and just feel as if they're falling for two and a half hours. <laughs> falling? Falling. Just just <laughs> at any moment you could accidentally die from just one little <laughs> slip. A group of teens go on a gondola, an old gondola, and it's New Year's and they're celebrating and all of a sudden the gondola stops halfway up the mountain. And so they camp out there for the night, and then they realize they have to get off the gondola. So a gondola, like a ski lift kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, I imagine like a boat in Venice. Yes. Mm. I also did imagine that, but... Okay. I, I... No, we're on a mountain. Okay. <laughs> okay. I want to paint the picture. We're on an icy mountain mm-hmm. going up cool. a rickety ski gondola. How many teenagers are in there? I'd say there's like six of them. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. A really big gondola. This well, it's like, it's one of those enclosed then. ones. Oh, no, it's just, this is pure action thriller. Okay. Like, as, as if you're going to go watch uh, Alex Honnold's uh, Yosemite Climb, whatever that one was called. Oh, the, the Wall, right? The Wall? Is, <laughs> is this supposed to be, like, inspirational? No, like? this is supposed to be, like, <laughs> I think it's just supposed to make you sweat for an hour and a half as you watch these people climb down ropes and, like, pulleys and <laughs> almost fall and get caught and all that sort of stuff. How did that one do? I don't have any answers for that question. I will never be able to answer that. Okay. <laughs> I'm on it. So the movie in Russian is called Atrif. And the the line for it, the log line is, the death is not behind the mountains. Which in Russian means like death is not far away. <laughs> okay. Like you would say, Praznik Nizagarami. Like holidays not behind the mountain, meaning like it's approaching past. Mm. So that's All the log line. And it came out on Valentine's Day, this movie. Oh, how about, about five teenagers only dying. <laughs> um, oh, five. I said six. I'm so close. <laughs> it made $200,000. What? Yeah, yeah that's going to be the theme for most of these. I'm telling you, the <laughs> highest grossing film for the year was like $9 million in, in Russian. All right, this next one is called Loud Connection. Gromka Esfes. Basically, the bet or dare for the entire group is that you have to answer all messages and phone calls aloud for the entire group for the entire day. To the end. Comedy? It's a comedy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so speaker phone is... Speaker on speakerphone. Yeah. That should be the translation of the movie, but they translated oh, as what? Loud connection? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> there's, there's messages that you have to read aloud. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. How did yeah. you like the trailer? Uh, there was no English translations for it, so I just kind of had to guess as to what was happening. Mm-hmm. It did not look like a good movie. Was it edited like an American trailer? Yeah, where, you know they would do like the it was. like the like the music emphasis on like where the punchline should be and yeah, you were basically getting like you were getting like pans, and then someone would say blah 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 blah, blah and then you'd get a cut. <laughs> <laughs> It also came out on Valentine's Day. Yeah, we're, we're in February right now, little, I suppose. little variety for, you know, people going on a Valentine's Day date. If you want to take out your <laughs> girlfriend to a movie where five teenagers almost die, that's in theater number one. <laughs> theater number two is when everyone reads out loud their text messages. Mm, riveting. Mm. Both choices are just great. <laughs> this movie, the speakerphone movie, is a remake of the 2016 Italian film Perfect Strangers. Loud connection, by the way, for anyone trying to find me. Loud connection. Loud. Yes. I know we have some avid, avid thumb buffs. <laughs> and that Perfect Strangers was made in 2016. So they remade it three years later. I mean, <laughs> can you wait right a second? At just the right time. <laughs> yes. A movie no one ever the Russia, to be As you can it. see from the audience numbers, uh, the box office loved it. You know, they, they really released it at the right time. Yeah. They made a wise decision. <laughs> Those studio execs in Russia. Well, it did make 8 million rubles. Right, we said that's like $200,000. I mean, you divide it by 6, 60. It's not much. Yeah. 
divided by 60, it's... 300,000 It's like $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> we paid for a one-person oh. salary, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It covered the PR department in order to release the movie. It covered, it covered prints. <laughs> I hope there was no CGI in it or any kind of special effects. $100,000. That paid for the thumb drives to put the fucking movie on to deliver it to all the movie theaters. <laughs> oh. Alright, the next movie is called Seven Dinners, and I would say this one uh, is the only movie I had a real visceral, visceral reaction to. Oh, okay. Uh it was a TV-based movie, so it was released only in TVs, uh, not in the box office. Okay. It is about a husband who literally creates his own scientific method to win back his wife after she hands him fresh divorce papers. Not divorce papers that have been sitting around yeah. getting moldy. So he fresh ones. Yeah, he decides that upon receiving these sorts of divorce papers, that he must take his wife out to seven dinners in order to win back her love and show him, show her how much he really needs her. It sounds like too little, too late. Mm -hmm. And so what's the trailer about? Just like them sitting at tables? It's like the people they meet along the way. It's, it's a, I don't recommend this movie. No, that sounds, um, it sounds like a movie. No, literally no one asked. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope she doesn't come back. That's my take on that. Yeah. Movie. Right. But I I mean, based off the log line, he makes his own scientific method. I think they've already baked the result into mm. the he, he he wins, right? Mm. Is it really scientific though? It looks like. It's his scientific method. So uh, this next movie, um Conquest of Siberia. Oof. Another war movie. Okay. This one broke down five words. Uh, war movie? Blood on Water. Well, that's the second on water war movie, right? Yeah, the first one was getting away from war using water. This one oh. is causing war with water. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. so a bull? Navy. A yep. bull? So it's another, the second war movie. World War II? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if this one was World War II, but no, actually, I, if I recall correctly, it was like, um, almost Renaissance. Like, it's like what you would imagine, like a French Navy sort of situation. Alright, it was like really historical. Yeah. Alright. Mm -hmm. Uh the next movie is, is a really long Russian word called Mistress. Lubovnica. Guys, I have no idea what this movie is about. Okay, I'll tell I you. I read the log line. <laughs> I watched the trailer. I made Lis I forced Lasan to watch the trailer. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you my understanding of the movie and then Lasan right. is going to actually really really catch you up here. Three women are cheated on by their unfaithful husbands. This is, they're all different men. Okay. It's not the same man. Okay. Mm -hmm. They start hanging out and then they just start doing stuff that makes men really angry. Basically, this is like, um, Melissa McCart McCarthy's heat, but with three women instead of two women. Mm -hmm. So three women have been cheated on and then they started kind of serving other women. And other women also told them that, yes, my husband cheated on me. Yes. Or, uh, I was dating someone, he turned out to be married. So the trailer starts with kind of multiple scenes where the man is like, sorry, but I'm married. Sorry, but I'm married. Sorry, but I'm married. And then they, like Charlie's Angels, you know, avenge all of those women who've been treated poorly. And the first trick they pull is that they call a guy and they say that his wife has died. And he comes to the morgue, he cries over her body, and then she gets up and she screams at him. So... And then they learn how to shoot and stuff. And I'm guessing it gets a lot more violent from there. So they start with a, a non-dead person. And like, you know what? This dead skit was like good. <laughs> we got to get some guns involved in this situation. Yeah. And then I think part of it too is that all three of them like fall in love with some guys. And I assume in the end, like, the so hijinks doesn't work anymore. You gotta <laughs> really settle down. Which, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the gist. <laughs> Uh, the next movie is called Guests. It, uh. Goste. Yeah, the word in Russian, Goste, just sounds perfect because this is a haunted mansion movie. Standard script, you got your teenagers, find a house, start doing stuff in it, party. Oh no, I went into the wrong room. Jump scare. I would not recommend this movie for even 
even people who are running out of jump scare movies, it looks, <laughs> it looks really bad. Like, I, I cannot do thriller or horror films at all. They get me real bad. But this trailer was not a jump scare at all. It was pretty lame. How were the special effects? You know, for surprisingly, almost all the movies, the special effects were way better than I was expecting them to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, besides maybe two movies, most of the stuff I saw would pass for 70 to 80% of your average theater goer. They want to be able to catch it. Mm-hmm. it I, would, I would basically say if you watch a television um, series in America, you're getting the same quality in your television, in your TV series that they are doing in the movies right now. And that's that's passable for most people. But now in our movies, you know, we're getting to Avengers level where you're having like CG characters that are like full human, basically humankind. So there's a huge there's a huge gap between American box office and Russian box office. But you're still getting CG that's they're doing it in a way that's smart and they understand, you know, if you have dark angles and like dark lighting and, and you know, uh, sharp angles, you can really hide a lot of bad like bad mm-hmm. cg yeah yeah i thought they looked pretty good and this one came out on 7th of march which is right a day before international women's day the biggest holiday in russia one of the biggest holidays in russia which seems like a weird movie to take your wife girlfriend or yeah to see and this one made almost five hundred thousand dollars. a lot of lonely men out there watching haunted movies but i i bet actually Mistresses probably also came out on. Yeah, because like that one makes that like Women's Day that one, but it's also like kind of a fuck you because there's yeah, because mm-hmm. like there's the empowering but the aspect, but then if they all but get together, the men in the end. Mm-hmm. That one actually, Mistresses came out on Men's Day, which is twenty eighth of February. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Episode idea: Men's Day, Women's Day. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> Right, the next movie, I'm going to have trouble with the, the, the Russian name here, but it's called uh, Gravinik the Magic Game. <laughs> that sounds like Magic the Gathering, which is the nerd game. <laughs> hey, slow down with the name calling. <laughs> Basically the same. Yeah. Okay. Imagine every single cute animated movie you've seen in the last three years. That's all this movie is for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because it has like a special equipment that makes this character uh, control dolls. There is also like dancing animals. There is a castle. There is space. Uh, the castle takes off as a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And then there is a dragon also. Yeah, it's like a how to train your dragon. Plus every single movie you've ever seen. Oh, or yeah. animated the movie you've ever seen. Is it just as shrill as every animated movie that's come out in the past, like, ten years? Yeah, it, it's not like... I would say Shrek uh, would be not the pinnacle of animated movies, but it has jokes for everyone who comes to watch it, from the parents to the children. These movies look like they are plop your child down in front of a thing and walk away because this is a nightmare for anyone to watch. But it's great for children to, quote, scream at the television over and over again. This one came out, interestingly, the world premiere was 31st of August 2017. And then Russian premiere was 7th of March 2019, which I don't know why. Uh, But also the day before Women's Day. And it Great made to take your mom, your your wife and children too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made four hundred eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I could see how if a child watched it, uh, watched a trailer um, as a commercial, they'd be like, "We have to go watch this." But I don't see how but, anyone would watch. Right? How parents would be like, "Just <laughs> no, absolutely not." I think this movie is a frugal choice. Instead of buying all of those American movies out there, you just watch one movie. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get the gist of every single movie out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you're know? not wrong. Schmuggers book of everything. It's, yeah, it's like taking all the drugs at once instead of. Okay. The next movie is called Follow Your Dream, or in Russian, Lovey Moment, Catch the Moment. Basically, a woman who is not the age of six tries to get into Russian theater. So what? She fails. 
Not, I mean, I, I'm assuming she eventually succeeds, but Wait, it's but a lot of failure. You said she's not the age of six? Yeah, she's like 21 or something, and she's like, oh, I want to be a Russian theater ballet artist. And, and she uh, shows up, and everyone's like, well, you're old. Okay. And she's like, well, I'm really? going to show them that I can do this. And then she, like, fails and fails and fails <laughs> and fails. This is the one with the Leningrad actress. Not Leningrad actress. Yeah, mm-hmm. that what they call them? Stop. Leningrad is the band. Leningrad and, band, you know. Um, Yulia Topolnitska, I think, um, was in this movie and also in Leningrad's band. Um, music video. Yeah, I believe. Uh, but this one made, this also came out the day before Women's Day. Hmm. And, uh, it made $269,000 in the box office. <laughs> Why do they bother with making those movies? Oh, well, it just sounds like they shouldn't make movies in Russia because no one goes to see them. Yeah, we'll give you a breakdown on how much American movies made in the movie theaters. That's interesting for just comparison. Yeah, because like, it's kind of a big deal if a movie only makes a fraction of its budget. Like, it makes three people's salaries? Yeah, that's a pretty big problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Movies, that's... movies take a bit more than three people to film. Right. <laughs> well, I'm guessing also they're going to be on TV and they probably will make movies from commercials. So mm-hmm. this is just the box office. Yeah. Right. But even in the US, if like that's all the box office draw, it's generally like considered a huge, huge flop. And it would be in like the trade magazines. It's like, this is an embarrassment. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if anything has written up. Right. Name. And then it wouldn't do well in any of those other arenas. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't it'd be do so well. Outshone. Yeah. Right. Like put on Amazon Prime, people would have to flip for days. To find yes. Them. Usually, yeah, those kind of movies that Amazon Prime, like those, uh, like you know, B, C, D movies that Amazon Prime or you know the other streaming services buy. Yeah. These are like they haven't even gotten into the theaters. Yeah. That's why Amazon <laughs> buys them because they're really cheap, and it sounds like every movie made in Russia. <laughs> well, let's actually. Um, Take a look at the box office for 2019 to just give you an idea how much other movies make. So, like, The Lion King was number one in box office mm-hmm. in Russia. Okay. It, let's and, just set the precursor. There's only going to be three Russian films in the top yeah. 20, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, The Lion King made $47 million. wonder if it was translated. Yeah. Then Joker made $31 million. And now comes the first Russian movie that is in the top 20. T-34 made $31 million. You guys want to hear the my plot synopsis of T-34? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so imagine Too Fast, Too Furious. So that was like, what, circa 2012-ish? We'll call it 2012. Imagine that movie, but during wartime, and instead of cars, it's tanks. So that wraps that up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trailer is... The same in terms of like the slow, the motion slow motion pants. shots. There yep. is like one woman who is a love interest of multiple everyone and no one, but yet no one. <laughs> yeah, and then you literally see like the shots of tanks barreling through forests and through buildings uh-huh. and drifting other cars. There was a tank drift. There was a tank going on its side, driving on its side. It even had the reveal of the tank where they kind of grab the. Uh, whatever yeah. the blanket <laughs> that was on top <laughs> and they reveal the tank also in slow motion mm-hmm. i told ryan that if a student in a sketch class was asked to write a trailer that's a parody of fast and furious but taking place in russia during world war ii this would be the trailer it would get an a plus it would get an a plus for sure so that's the only movie that uh, made substantial amount of money. <laughs> it, was, then, it was a very, very well done movie, but the plot, the log line was essentially, uh, prisoners are given tank with no bullets. They find bullets. Mayhem ensues. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Next is one of the films we accidentally researched, we accidentally, um, searched earlier. It's called Queen of Spades. I'm gonna let Amy, we can. <laughs> I love your description. Another scary film. Yeah, it was very bland. That was super bland. There's a lot of it. Looks like um, just from your notes, there's just mm-hmm. like a lot of Russians aren't very uh, diverse in their mm-hmm. in their movie 
Uh, yeah, they had three genres, making. really. There's another war film. Yeah. <laughs> Sexist jokes. Sexist well, this actually, this one is based on, I believe, a very famous story by Pushkin, Pico Vaidam. Poem? Oh, poem. Watch story. In Russian, is there really a difference between poems and stories? That's the only thing Alexander ever wrote. Well, he, yeah, he always wrote in the rhymes. So he wrote like a huge novel that was all rhymed. Eugenio and Yegan. Didn't rhyme in the title, huh? <laughs> Just failed, his name and last name. Failed that one, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he made up the name. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You can name people <laughs> Dasha Dasha, I feel like. No, you can't. The last name? Uh, okay, what about um, Igor Igor? Ivan Ivan. Ivan Ivanovich? Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't rhyme, it just has the same uh, root. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, this one is not based on his story, but um, there is the same story by Pushkin with the same name. Ah. But Pico Vaidama is the card, Queen of Spades. The next movie is called Balkan Line. Uh, this movie, another war film. Another war film. Balkansky Rubiesh. This one takes place uh, in an airport. They're trying to save an airport from being besieged by an army. So, like, which which war, though? I think this is a Yugoslavian war. Okay. Um, the airport that we are trying to protect here in the movie is probably the size of your average gas station. So, not really sure why it's so important or why it needs the movie to be made about it. This, um... The events of NATO bombing Yugoslavia are the most dangerous aggravation of relations between Russia and the West since the Cuban Missile Crisis. So you gotta make a movie about that. You gotta. Everyone will understand how important it is. And listen to this. The budget was $3.6 million and it made $5.85 million. Profit! War movies do well. There's a lot of them. Profit. There's a lot of them. But, mm-hmm. And it was released on 21st of March. Uh, so not on Women's Day. But yeah, it still did well. <laughs> How about that? How about that? The next one is a romantic comedy called Why Don't You Just Die? I actually like that title. I would watch that based on the title alone. But it's actually Papa's Dothny Dad Die Already. Dad Die Already? Yeah. Oh, well that's different. I wouldn't watch Dad Die Already. <laughs> That's a romantic comedy. You might watch it in a different mm-hmm. genre. And it's, and it's even the slang for die. It's not even die, but it's like, what would be the slang in English, in English for die? I don't. That's more crude than die. Kick the bucket? Yeah, uh, kick the bucket, dad. Kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So a uh, boyfriend is asked to kill his girlfriend's father. Okay. Uh, I believe this is a romantic comedy. I'm not actually 100% sure. <laughs> You're just guessing. Yes. It's a black comedy. Okay. Yeah, so I would imagine uh, if you if you're at home, uh, you know, close your eyes and picture. Imagine Mr. and Mrs. Smith mixed with Meet the Parents. Okay. That's what you got. So instead of the husband uh, wife, it's the father son destroying the house, trying to kill each other, uh, learning along the way that they really need each other and that their daughter or his daughter is. You know, just going through some stuff. <laughs> they learned something. Everyone, everyone grew. Everyone grew as a human, mm. and you know, we got to watch a lot of blood yeah. along the way. Yeah, mm. so we're all feel better about ourselves. Yeah, the budget was five million rubles, fifty million rubles. Way too much. <laughs> probably, probably all the house repairs. And then it says that it only made two million rubles. Oh, wow. so <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I don't know when this was updated. It's it might have made more sense then. Right. But what? <laughs> not a great start. No. No. Not a great start. No. It's like twenty five times less than. What it's exactly twenty five times less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next movie is called House Elf. <laughs> the yeah. Mubboy. Mm-hmm. You know how to? You know you remember the word? Yeah, the Mubboy. The Mubboy. Uh, guys, this movie has a talking cat. It's animated? It has a real cat. Okay. With, All right. With a moving mouth. It's not animated. 
is non-animated cat. The cat. It's not. It looks like a real cat that has simply had like Mr. Ed Mouth CGI imposed. Like yeah, the the new CG we're doing uh, the AI replacement uh, face stuff that's happening. That's what it looked like was happening on the upper and lower lip of a cat. Is it better than American Cats movie? Here's what I'm going to say about it. Here's here's Ryan's logline. This film should be used as a reintegration tool for anyone who has accidentally watched the Cats movie. This is like a vaccine. Also, there's an invisible house elf. He's invisible. Yeah, he's invisible. But he's visible to us, I hope. He's, um, okay, so he's visible not to humans. So there are sections of the movie where we get to view him as a human would. But he is completely uh, viewable by the talking cat. So that we, uh, it's sort of like uh, we get the perspective of the talking cat, I believe, and we get to see the house elf and how he interacts in the house, and then we also get to be humans for a little bit and see the hijinks of what it means for an invisible house elf. That sounds trippy. I might actually watch that movie. It doesn't sound good, but I might actually watch it. Like it sounds just bonkers enough. Yeah, you know how you get into that weird, uh, uncanny valley for humans? Yeah. You're kind of there with the cat, but because you don't really, you know, see a talking cat very often, it kind of works. Right, and it doesn't have, like, human breasts and hands. So no butts. Yeah, there's no human yeah. butts. Mm-hmm. I'd say watch it instead of cats. <laughs> if you accidentally yeah. watch cats, turn it off. And turn on House Elf. Uh, the next movie is called Billion. Only one billion. Not Milliard means billion. There's billion. Okay. Here's here's my logline. Ocean's Eleven meets Jackson Five. That's it, basically. <laughs> You're welcome. A, a gang of um, musically talented children <laughs> uh, robs a casino. Wow, you were <laughs> you were so close to getting that. I feel like. I feel like we have to ship you to Russia and start writing plot lines like right now. <laughs> Just right now. You should start writing them on the way to Russia. We're gonna be okay. we're gonna be billionaires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is it. This is Yeah. Here's here's the actual real life story here. A man has to fight for his own will, which is locked inside of his own bank. So In he, Monte Carlo though. In Monte Carlo. So that's difficult. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just get to Monte Carlo. Right. So apparently he, a billionaire loses all of his money. His estranged children, who all have very niche technicality um, jobs, like one's a hacker, uh, one owns a boat, one you know they've all got like little things they can chip in somehow. And they're and they're all his children, but yes. all of them have different mothers. All different mothers, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they help him rob his own bank and get his will back. So if you're looking for an Ocean's 14, is that no? We're up to 15 now, right? I don't remember what it was called. It I guess called, so. It wasn't called 14, but <laughs> mm, no, yeah, I don't remember either. It just, but also just one of the people. children was a spy because she claimed to be out of wedlock child of his, and he was like, sure, <laughs> but he didn't even know all of those heisting children. Like, were barely acknowledged. Like, he didn't know who his children were. That's all. <laughs> uh, well, the budget was 240 million Whoa. rubles. Rubles. Way too much. And then it made 423 million rubles. Okay. All right. Double, double profit? That was a hit. The next movie is called Anna's War. I'm pretty sure. So it's, it's World War II. Pretty sure it's just the same. Why not on the. A young girl survives a genocide where her entire family is killed. She then starts living in a fireplace uh, located inside the Nazi base. Yeah. Ends up becoming friends with the cat. Oh, another cat? Another cat movie. Okay. They were like, well, we already made a CGI. Right. We might as well make another movie with them. Basically, this movie was The Pianist mixed with Anne Frank. Mm-hmm. Yep. But like the instead of the piano being a piano, it's a cat. Yes, it was a cat. <laughs> yeah. The thing that got you through the movie was getting to see the cat instead yeah. of getting to hear the piano. Yeah. Well yep, well played. It it's seventy five minutes long. So A lot of Yeah, a lot the, of foreign films are, are a lot shorter than American mm-hmm. films. In the trailer there was a lot of floor eating. A lot of eating things off of the floor. Ugh. 
Yeah, I mean, could you stand more than 75 minutes of this film? It sounds super depressing. Yeah, that was pretty cute. Yeah. It was and a tabby. I know, but the girl lived in a... She lived in a fireplace during the time of Nazis. I mean, it was in the theaters for three days. Mm-hmm. It came out May 9th, which is the victory day. For all of you who don't know, Rush celebrates um, May 9th. Uh, there are parades usually and stuff like that, so it makes sense that when it came out. The good thing about this movie is that some of its proceeds went to a, f- uh, a charity that helps um, sick children. Very nice. All three days it was in theaters. Yeah, I wonder how much money it made. Probably like $2. Uh, <laughs> Probably not much. Yeah. One person donating after buying popcorn? Yeah. Do <laughs> hey, you want to donate to Anna's War? Sure. It made $221,000. Rubles. Dollars. It says, do- it says dollars, so. Okay. I mean, it was, it got like the best movie of the year by Nika Award, which is a prestigious movie award. And also for the best actress, Nico Award. So I think maybe people bought a copy of it. I don't know if people in Russia buy people buy like movies online. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. a lot of it is pirated. Also, a lot of the movies that we were trying to watch the trailer, it was like the whole movie was on YouTube. Yeah. It was just available. Yep. Instead of watching trailers, I accidentally started watching at least two full movies. <laughs> like this trailer is not moving very fast. <laughs> Like a normal Russian trailer. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Russian trailers are weird. So, the next movie, speaking of weird trailers, uh, is called Beanpole. Beanpole? Beanpole. Yes. I did. I, that was that was on the, the list of one of the prestigious. I would actually watch this movie. Oh, really? It actually looks really good. Cool. Yeah. It's called Bilda. And we watched a trailer yesterday, and I was like, why did you make me watch this shit? The trailer was like a terrible acid trip. Cut to too fast of music. <laughs> it was not music. It was the the first minute of this trailer mm-hmm. is a child sitting in front of a room full of mental people patients. in a hospital. I don't know if they're mental patients, but they mm-hmm. have like their they they all seem to have some kind of injuries, and so they keep saying to him, um, "Make dog sounds, make dog sounds," and then he doesn't, and all of them collectively start saying "guff, guff, guff, guff," which is. A what, Russian, which is uh, what Russian think dogs a dog do. I thinks. totally did not see that trailer. I definitely saw oh, really? that trailer. Okay. Yes, where it looked like an A twenty four film, like lots of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not finished with that trailer. And then he's taking a bath, that child, and he starts in his child voice to do guff, 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 and in that background, all kind of shit happens, but it's only on a screen for like two seconds. Everything, uh, yeah. So it's like a girl who's bleeding, a girl who's taking off her panties, uh, uh, something. You want to go hang yourself after watching that trailer. <laughs> Not just, I don't want to watch this movie. I don't want to live after watching a trailer for that movie. <laughs> there are two uh, trailers and the other one... <laughs> I did not, I did not see looks that. Looks like a one. weird independent movie. Okay. Yeah, some sort of win- weird French film. Yeah, it just looks like some kind of weird French film. Okay, well, I watched like. that trailer and now I have chest pain. So. <laughs> the next movie is called Abigail. Adams? Abigail. Okay. Why is it... Okay, what is it about? Tell Oh, this one This one is a trip. You guys are going to... We're going to really go down a path here, okay? Oh. This is Harry Potter, <laughs> but with a female mm-hmm. set in... Normal times, but Nazis seem to be from the future, and the CG actually looks really good. Oh, okay. All right. Surprise, right? Fantasy adventure film. Okay. With Nazis. Yeah. Future Nazis. Sure, but everything's better with some Nazis, right? <laughs> well, I mean, the destruction of... Everything's better with the destruction of Nazis. I want to add that word in there, okay. just in case. All right. <laughs> so there were Nazis being destroyed. So yeah, that was okay. that, that was Harry Potter was taking out Nazis instead of dragons. Oh, okay, all right. And Malfoy. I didn't understand where that Malfoy Nazis. was basically replaced with Nazis. Okay. So I mean, he looked like a Nazi. Anyway. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Is it he looked underst- like a Hitler use? Is it understood that that house was just alt right? The... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. What's that? What is that house called? Slytherin. Slytherin house. It's just alt right. Mm-hmm. Just filled with. Little blonde children party. with superiority complexes. Yeah. <laughs> the Aryan race. <laughs> Stephen Miller was a part of Slytherin. Okay. 
<laughs> anyway, sorry, Abigail. Stephen Miller was a part of Voldemort at some point. Literally a part of. Oh, he Voldemort. was one of his Horcruxes. Mm-hmm. One of the Horcruxes lives on in Stephen Miller. Um, so the plot of this movie is this young girl lives in a town that had an epidemic of some sort of mysterious illness, and so she was locked off uh, by the government. But then turns out the epidemic of that illness was a fake thing, like she was lied to. And in fact, she lives in a world of magic. Yeah, so what we just witnessed there was the first five minutes of the movie being spread out over four sentences. (laughs) (laughs) And then magic. Uh huh. And then the city has been seized by users of dark magic who wiped out all of other sorcerers' banned magic and attempted to erase all traces of its existence. I don't know why this movie, I mean, it's made by Russia, right? In Russia, it's distributed by Century Fox. Several Fox films were distributed in Russia. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but it's the name Abigail, it's not a Russian name. So odd. Uh, but it's, the budget was 600 million rubles, which is exactly 10 million dollars. That's a lot. But you said effects were good, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was pretty impressed. Then, then actually the budget, if it had special effects, that's actually not, in America, that's not like mm-hmm. a big budget movie. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a pretty small budget movie. Uh, the next movie is called Difficult of Survival. Great translation. Trudnosti Vujovania. The difficulty of survival, or like the difficulties of survival, or like obstacles to survive. Okay. Now we translate it. That's much more grammatically correct than (laughs) first time around. We're spending too much time on this movie title because um, I basically just said stay away. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from this movie. What is it about? Uh, What's the movie with. um, Wilson and the guy who's stuck on the island. Oh, uh, Castaway. It's like Castaway, but mm-hmm. okay, but but, but not with Wilson. Tom Hanks. But yeah, mm-hmm. or even Wilson, who was you know, was, yeah. like, I, he was pretty charismatic. If I'm not mistaken, I think this movie had just like three sex scenes in the trailer. Oh. Is, that, <laughs> is that what Lasan just got to right now? Wait, no, I, I got to the fact that. Uh, she's a young journalist, and she's going to an island to write about this outcast who lives on the on that island. Oh, and then she fucks him. I guess so. Why? Uh, he's probably hot as fuck. This Was movie. It? This movie looked like four movies in one. Oh, uh, that seems to be a trend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, no, no. In a different way than the other ones. I should I should clarify. It wasn't like four movies all at once. It was like a movie in the first thirty minutes, a movie in the next twenty minutes. <laughs> A separate movie, non-connected for another 20 minutes. That's the way the trailer played it out to, to feel like. It was weird. It has two and a half stars <laughs> out of five in a Russian uh, website called kinapoisk.ru. So people didn't love it. And it made $200,000. All right, we're going to end on two real bangers here. I okay. highly recommend anyone out there watch the trailer for these. So this one is called Battle. Gonna be hard to find. Bitva. Some somehow a street dancer goes to war and becomes injured. He then starts te- teaching deaf children how to dance. <sighs> Just your real good shooting, feel good story. What? <sighs> Is it like Step Up, but t- takes place in World War Two? No, it's not World War Two. It's like some Afghan war. I think is is uh, what happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It doesn't even matter what war it is. It just sounds like it sounds emotionally manipulative. But mm-hmm. look at this poster. This oh. is like step up. Yeah, he's like break dancing. <laughs> yeah, he's break dancing to... in the in the poster. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus! It, it made five hundred thousand. Why only deaf kids? Why do only deaf kids? Because he becomes deaf. Dance? Yeah. And so that he only, so he can only connect to deaf. He only connects to deaf children. Yes. Whatever. If you can hear, you can't dance. Oh, you have a limp? Get the fuck out of my goddamn office. <laughs> so the idea for this film appeared to the director 10 years ago. What do you mean appeared to? Like he had a vision? <laughs> he, of- yes, because, because he himself was a dancer back in the days. And then became deaf? No. And also- Wish he became deaf? <laughs> no. It's only 
It's only the dancer part. That Just the applies. dancer part is bad. Okay. Um, and he was like, no one will make this movie. How do I make it more sympathetic? I've hmm. got to connect with these kids. Rob the children of their hearing. That'll do it. Um, also war. I think, yes. I think he met a person who was teaching children hard of hearing. Mm. And that's how the other part came up. And then he wrote the script in half a year. And then he got money to make a movie. It shows. The next movie is called Dream Team. Amanda Michti. Somehow, this movie has both horse racing, and I can't stress this enough, it also has children jujitsu. Did Vladimir Putin make this movie? Uh, he probably approved it. He had to have produced it. He had to have produced it, certainly. These are, these are two things that Vladimir Putin loves, are horses and jujitsu. Children, like, I'm not talking teenager, not, not even middle school. These are toddlers. <laughs> These were toddlers fighting each other in the climax, like mm-hmm. a Rocky style <laughs> climax, going at it. Well, one of okay. the things that we don't know is that the two main competitors are in love with each other. So one of the, the characters toddlers? is Arthur. Well, I don't know if they're toddlers. The horses? <laughs> The Arthur, he's a son of a businessman, and he loves like a to me. <laughs> son is definitely toddler. You're not yeah. wrong. You're not wrong. So anyway, yeah, and then uh, it's 85 minutes long. Sounds like it's way too long. Yeah, it's <laughs> long. <laughs> Horse races last like a minute and a yeah. half. And toddlers tire out real quickly, and they need lots of naps. <laughs> I feel like I feel like horses tire out. Toddlers tucker out, right? Like they, yeah, he get tuckered out. out. Oh, okay. <laughs> he went around in a circle a couple of times. He needs a, he needs a ten minute nap, and there's some some orange slices. <laughs> uh, it made three hundred thousand dollars, and that was gross. just Putin going in over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the other movie that Putin went to go? Oh, the um. Cats. Yes. Cats. Yeah. The American cats, though. Uh, one of the reviews here says it is a fantastic film about sport. And not just sport, but youth sport. Yes! <laughs> I told you. If you guys want to watch some youth sport. <laughs> Ryan, out of how many movies came out last year in Russia? Uh, 50, I believe. 48 to 50 movies. Okay. And how many of them were about a war? I believe it was 12. I believe it came out a number up to 12. There were, I, I believe, what was the first number I gave you? When we were talking seven. About there were seven movies that were specifically about World War II or a historic event in the year of 2019 in Russia. Mm-hmm. And the other four to five films like, you know, Street Dancer gets injured in the Afghan war <laughs> kind of loosely ties into war films. So I had to count it. And I think the number, my personal count would be about 12. Okay. There was a movie that was about uh, a singer that was famous back in the 80s, and now he's kind of like a drunk, and he is hired by a student who has uh, cerebral palsy. So he's a disabled student, and uh, the disabled student has rich parents who hire (laughs) this guy who used to be famous to teach him guitar. And the reason for the whole thing is because this guy is in love with a girl whose favorite band was that band back in the 80s. But the thing is, in the middle of this fucking trailer about guitar lessons, comes a tank. Uh, (laughs) They just go in the field to ride a tank. (laughs) The tank looks like it's from World War II, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, And there's this whole feel-good scene where they, like, a race on tanks. And that is a movie not about World War II uh, at all. No. Um, and then there was another one. There were three, there were three distinct movies that were not about war in any way, and yet had a tank appeal. <laughs> the romantic comedy, there was a romantic comedy where they put the boyfriend on the tank in winter, and he was, you know, the last, spoiler alert, the last uh, <laughs> shot of that thriller movie with Jack Nicholson, where he's frozen. Yeah. No, the Shining. The last shot of Shining, where he's like frozen in the maze. With that, that maniacal look on his face. Yeah. He, imagine that on a tank. <laughs> <laughs> but he's fine because he's Russian. So like, right. 
His yeah, because he can't kind of, freeze yeah. because he's Russian. What's new? The Shining. So the Russian Shining would have just never ended. He would have <laughs> eventually captured them and brought him back in and killed them. He's so unfazed. He just gets up and sort of brushes the snow. <laughs> Where's my knife? Uh, red rum. <laughs> red vodka. <laughs> so yeah, there is definitely a connection between movies and tanks. No doubt. Yeah. Regardless of the genre. If you pick up a film camera in Russia, you must also have a license to drive a tank. You've got to get a tank know. in that shot somehow. <laughs> Doesn't matter how. But also, how many times did we drive on, like, just random streets in Russia and in the fields, there were, like, just tanks? I don't know if they were abandoned or they were there for some kind of training. They but I've there. seen so many tanks in Russia just not seeking them out at all. Maybe they were shooting movies. That's it. Yeah, they were <laughs> shooting movies. Everywhere. I was going to say they are uh, previous film shoots. We just couldn't move the tank off the, off the yeah. lot anymore. Because <laughs> they didn't have licenses to drive them. <laughs> you have to go to the tank. To do the shop yeah, there. tank doesn't come to you. You go to tank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my God, you guys. Since all of the Russian movies are just a combination of a bunch of other movies, we should create one big Russian movie based on all of the movies that came out in 2019. Oh, yes. Okay, I'll take um, the first crack. Okay. So... Can we just go down the list real quick? For, for <laughs> I'll go okay. real quick, all right? Okay. The Snow Queen, Sheep and Wolves, Save Leningrad, Quiet Comes the Dawn, The Factory, How I Became Russian, Breakaway, Loud Connection, Seven Dinners, Conquest of Siberia, Mistresses, Guests, Rinnick the Magic Game, Follow Your Dream, Queen of Spades, Sober Driver, Why Don't You Just Die, Papa, House Elf, Billion, Anna's War, Beanpole, Abigail, Battle, Dream Team. So obviously it takes place in World War II. <laughs> that doesn't even need to be said. The average just puts us the in average. World War II, 1943-ish. <laughs> and a couple, one of them is Russian, obviously girls, Russian, and he's Chinese. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And they go together to drink, and then he has to be sober to drive her. And then when they get home to a castle, there's an evil spirit that Who drove there in a tank. Oh, of course, they go home in a tank. Mm -hmm. And then they have to battle the evil spirit to get to the magic world behind the mirror that has a bunch of animals and trolls in a happy world. I guess I just described Pimp Labyrinth. I was was (laughs) going to say behind behind the closet is a lion. (laughs) I'm going to be very specific here, guys. A lion. A scarecrow and a witch. I thought you were going for Narnia, but you're I, going no. for Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it's a mix of the both of them. Yeah, but you can't uh, you can't put it in the same order. But we want we want to start with Lion. Right. I think all of the Russian movies, the the like the success equation for them is war plus magic plus one American successful film and a talking cat. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about the talking cat. Goddamn. Yes. Let's hear your version. Okay. In World War II, obviously, a group of teenagers is stuck on a ski lift and has to save their talking cat. Oh, no. Where's the talking cat at, though? um, From the top of the mountain, using a tank and their dance skills in order to (laughs) band together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. to save the cat. And then also... Um, win the war. Instead of dance skills, because uh, I want to produce this movie, so instead yeah. of dance skills, can it be like gymnastic skills so they have to like, you know, walk on the line and do like tumbles on the on the wire? No, okay, oh. I've an amendment. They mm-hmm. have to battle a group of toddlers who do jujitsu. <laughs> yes. In order to save their cat. Yep. Who's on the next gondola up, right? They have to, yes. They have to fight through a multitude waves of children jujitsu fighters yes. who have also try to get to the top of the mountain to kill the cat. Yes. I love this. Yeah. All right, well... Top 2020 Russian film coming mm-hmm. soon. Yep, can, we get the, soon. can we get the name of this film, anybody? The Breakaway was the film that uh, the gondola yeah, before. Yeah. So. Um, wherever the wind takes you. I think the key to having a successful movie and have it go past censorship is to name it Russia's number one. <laughs> So, 
Oh, horses, Russia is the short, winner. Shirtless Putin. <laughs> shirtless Putin. This is yes, shirtless Putin. No, this I don't think the... you would like his name to be in the movie. You shirtless yeah. great leader. Oh, ambiguous enough that yeah. you're like, who can mm. it be? Who could it be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably. So he can secretly love it. And uh, okay, yeah. we would hire Andrew Lloyd Webber. Did he die? I believe so. Oh, mm-hmm. Too bad. Yeah. Um, he also likes Abba, so maybe we'll invite Abba. Oh yeah. According members. to a couple of these Russian films I watched, if we go to the the house where um, Lloyd Webber died, we should be able to talk to him and oh, get him sure. to help us. Right yeah. Now. Okay, well, listeners, we're going to go pitch this movie to... Yeah. Guessing he's the one who approves the movie. Right? Uh, and, yeah, next episode, we'll let you know how it goes. Reporting straight from Gulag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, well, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Let me ask you. Can you explain? And he said, well, the plumber's coming in the morning. Yeah.